0: everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci
1: and Scott Jans.
0: This is episode 105, Ultra Lightweight Tents, Your Sleep System.
1: Absolutely. So instead of doing a little Patreon little insert that we do, um, we want to talk to you about some upcoming events on our Trust the Trail podcast website that we posted this week. Crazy. So you've heard it, you've loved it, you have wanted to go, but we're going <laughs> on a six hour boat ride to Isle Royale National Park. Book it, it's time to go. You've heard the stories, you've heard about the moose. <laughs> now go. So that is, right now that is available on um, our Trust troll podcast.com website and if you go to events it's right there it's open you can book it we are going to go on a four-day um and well it's really it's a
0: five-day four-night
1: yeah four-night five-day backpacking trip um I, I don't know what to i don't know what to tell you epic that's all that's the only <laughs> word that comes up to my mind so that's that's open so here's the here's the gig we are taking uh, we're we're ten people are going. Ariane and I are two. That means eight are left. We've already had people sign up. So in or the way that works is that of course we open that up to our Patreon audience first. Then after we get confirmation that some can go, they can't go. Then we open it up to our podcast community on our Facebook page. They put that out, and then we tell you, hey. We're gonna go public. <laughs> so um this is your chance. We're gonna we have a May special right now. It's an early bird special. So when you go to book it, if you type in Moose 19, and I was very creative with the <laughs> with the promo code. <laughs> Moose Lazy. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else.
0: <laughs> Makes sense.
1: Moose nineteen, because this will be 2019. See that some so clever. Moose nineteen in the promo code you get uh, a discount for an early bird special from now until the middle of may
0: may 10th may 10th thank you yeah
1: so this podcast is going out on the let's see uh 17th so you got a whole month almost a whole month to book that trip so that's going on we have backpacking boot camp that is also i think that's next weekend Um, if you're in the Georgia area, you'd like to sign up for that backpacking bootcamp class that's available also, but here's the thing, here's the cool part of it. So like in May, we're going to be in Asheville, North Carolina. And if you are living in the Asheville area or in and around the Pisgah National Forest or the Great Smoky Mountain National Park or anywhere in that area and you'd like to come and say hi to us, we will be at the Wicked Weed Brewery. I like that name, the Wicked Weed Brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, And that's on May 3rd. And We would love for you to come and join us. Not only we're we gonna have some craft beers and have a lot of fun You never know who's gonna show up because we're kind of like that. We invite Spontaneous people you never know we're gonna go camping that night in the Pisgah National Forest, right? Right on the outskirts of Asheville and we're letting you guys come along too So if you want to go camping or it's only gonna be one night um, We're gonna go out there light a lot of big fire bring your marshmallows And if you have any questions about iRoyale, you can ask us then. If you have any questions on any of the trips that we book, that we guide, um, yeah, always email us. We get a lot of emails from you guys, so we know a lot of you are not shy, so don't be shy. Send us an email, ask (laughs) questions. We'd love to have you go on the group. And we are so excited about this trip.
0: What does an ultra lightweight tent mean to you this is the third part of a three-part series on choosing what an ultra lightweight tent means to you and how to choose the right one we share with you a tip in making your ultra lightweight tent worth the weight quote unquote and of course investment on the on the first two episodes of the series we discussed what to look for how it should fit your lifestyle, double wall versus single wall, though this is where the rubber, or should I say material, meets the road. What good is an ultra lightweight tent if the rest of your sleep system doesn't complement your investment? You can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page, just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail podcast and definitely come hang out with us, join our podcast family and be part of the conversation.
1: Very cool, quote unquote.
0: (laughs) unquote.
1: (laughs) Family, quote unquote.
0: It's I'm I'm tired. (laughs) Just put everything in
1: quotes. (laughs) So um, and and thank you so much for uh, the people that have posted photographs of all their tents and all their sleep systems on our uh, Facebook page. Really, that's very cool. We'd love to see that. Um, I've seen some beautiful. I mean. Beautiful photographs, as we always do. Each week we think, oh, there's no way somebody could post a better outdoor photograph. But they do. This week was um, coming all the way from New Zealand. uh, Waterfalls. I mean, it was just, it was really, really, really absolutely cool. So we really appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, this is, you know, finishing up the, the series on ultralight. Wait, tense. Um, so, I guess we're going to start out with some of the um, the, the, the questions I received when I was working at REI, and um, when you are an REI employee, you you very regularly switch from department, department, department. I was very lucky because I was part of the outdoor school program. So I was always in the camping section. And so, you know, we'd, you'd come out on the floor. It was really busy. You know, you would help people out. You'd fit them with their packs. You would ask a lot of questions or answer a lot of questions for them. And uh, ultimately this would happen um, almost, I would say,
0: Nine and a half out of ten times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably nine and a half out of ten times. Yeah, probably. I was gonna say eight out of ten to try to give that person the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. But so hey, generous. You're probably right. And it's no fault of their own. and um, this is just the the I guess the the drawbacks of going ultra lightweight. And we're gonna be very honest with you about that and tell you what you know, really how <laughs> quote unquote, the rubber meets the road. <laughs> and so this is the question we would I would get and they'd come up um, and it was, um, hey, I'm looking for an ultra lightweight tent. What do you guys have? I really want to go lightweight with the tent. And of course, um, when the REI uh, Dash was available, the one person Dash, I really love that tent. And I talked about that in the last podcast. Um, although I don't think I talked about the manufacturer. So that's the manufacturer, um, was the REI Dash, and ultimately was taken off the market. But uh, they, would, they would, you know, I, this is what I'm looking for, I don't want to go over this amount of weight, and I really, really want an ultra lightweight tent. Of course, you know, one of the other gear manufacturers that REI sells a ton of is Big Agnes. So it's really, when it comes to ultra lightweight tents, REI doesn't have a large assortment of ultra light. I would say they're,
0: they're actually more in the lightweight versus ultra lightweight Absolutely. category. Absolutely. Although I've seen that they've tried to step into the ultra aspect in, in certain elements. But because it's
1: becoming more mainstream. Exactly. Uh, yeah, right. And we, we were shocked when we walked in there and we saw the hyperlight hanging on their backpack. <laughs> I it was like, what?
0: So pleased. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, that would be the question. Unfortunately, what would happen is that we we'd look at it. We, you know um, Get a fit on their tent. They'd be pretty happy with it Of course we would I'd always say like look do don't even don't go home and set it up get in it Seam seal it and then you know douse it with water Make sure it's gonna fit you make sure it's gonna fit your lifestyle blah 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 and um, and then they'd say, "Okay, thank you, really appreciate it." Now let's go look at sleeping bags. Okay, well let's go over here, and of, of course I would take them right over to the ultra lightweight sleeping bag section. And they'd say, "Well, how much does this cost?" Well, this is you know three hundred you know fifty bucks for you know this eight hundred and fifty fill goose down bag, you know that weighs two pounds. And they're like, oh, "I don't want to spend that much money on a sleeping bag." Right. I'm like, well, "Okay." I'll just go to I'll just go to like maybe you know like Walmart or Campmore and buy my bag there what do you, what do you have in sleeping pads well we have our sleeping pads over here you can look at the uh, nemo nemesis we've got uh you know um, you know we've got a bunch of you know ultra lightweight sleeping pads here you tell them how much it is oh this is <laughs> this has got a 5r value it's you know 165 dollars and they're like what 165 dollars. <laughs> That's way too much.
0: I'll just take this foam rubber. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll take the foam rubber. Well, I don't know. If it's and I'll make foam my rubber own is
0: contradictory, but but and yeah,
1: therein lies the ultra lightweight tent problem.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the entire system, folks, and this is where you know we can all get caught up in the gear circle of hell of debating what's the best because. The best is the one that fits your style with the tent, but it fits your style with your sleeping bag, and it fits your style with are you a cold sleeper or hot sleeper? Where are you going to sleep? And it's your mattress pad. It all has to work in conjunction with your gear. So the tent has to complement your sleeping bag. Sleeping bag has got to complement your sleeping pad. Sleeping bag has got to complement your sleeping bag. It's all a circle of ultra-lightweight gear because one isn't necessarily going to work with the other all the time.
0: Yeah. I say, yeah, all the time is, is a good starting point. Uh, there are times that it would work, but essentially ultra lightweight needs to match ultra lightweight. One plus one equals two. It's that simple. It's that basic. Um, you've got to complement it. Yeah.
1: And, and here's the, and here's the truth. Unfortunately, it's really expensive.
0: Yeah. I mean, that
1: is the hardline cold reality of backpacking in the ultra-lightweight world yeah. is that...
0: Specific to ultra-lightweight, yes.
1: Specific to ultra-lightweight because, uh, uh, you know, most of your ultra-lightweight tents, remember, are handmade. You know, I, I can tell you the Feathered Friend sleeping bag, that is a... Now, this is a lightweight Alpine bag. This is for... Sleeping in minus 25 degree weather. Can you grasp that? Minus 25 degree. Minus 15 degree. Um, those feathered friend sleeping bags are handmade. They're not processed. You're not going to get those in a two-day Amazon Prime delivery. <laughs> okay? It could be a month. It could be a month and a half before you get that sleeping bag. That is a example of a good quality piece of gear that is going to cost you about nine hundred to a thousand dollars for that sleeping bag.
0: Well now, now not, you're talking four seasons.
1: Yeah well no I'm saying but it's a good quality bag and Correct. that's your ultra lightweight gear starts becoming a very I mean, you look at all the gear manufacturers that make these ultra lightweight gears. I can only name maybe one that probably mass produces them. And I'm not so sure about their quality anymore. But they're all manufactured in very, very small areas. Sometimes in people's basements, sometimes in in a very small area. They are not churning out 300 tenths a day. I can tell you that. I mean, maybe they churn out, you know, 100, maybe tenths a day, maybe. You know, it depends depends on, on their order and their inventory, but these are quality gear manufacturers that are putting out this ultra lightweight gear and it's going to be expensive. And that's what you're paying for. You're paying for quality, you're paying for stitching, you're paying for ingenuity, creativity, and you're paying for the person that has tested this gear as a CEO of a gear manufacturer himself. And so he knows it's good, he wants to pass a good quality product to you at a good price point, and even at three hundred dollars for an ultra lightweight tent, um, that's not really out of the realm of expensive. It's usually when you have to match that with your sleeping bag, and the sleeping bags. That's when usually the price point goes. What? How much is a Western Mountain sleeping bag? What? <laughs> you know, but that's that's kind of like the world of the ultra lightweight. Um, business is that if you're gonna go and invest money in an ultra lightweight tent if you're gonna take the time and the resources and really you know get on Facebook and you know watch a thousand videos and spend hours on Facebook groups talking about gear and you get to a point where you finally make your decision after all that time with your ultra lightweight tent well you better take the exact same amount of time looking at sleeping bags and sleeping pads.
0: Yeah, we were we were preparing for this podcast and we came up with this analogy that you ha- we're talking about tents. This is your home. You know, if you're doing uh, a long distance trail, this is your home for quite some time. If you're regular backpacking, this is your home away from home. This is your home. You don't buy all of your furniture to fulfill your house. You don't choose your style. You know, you don't you don't look at all of this and then go, "Oh, I need a house to mold into what I've just purchased." You do it the other way around. You purchase the shelter. You purchase your home, your tent, and then you coordinate all of your furniture to match
1: yeah well remember remember the guy (laughs) that we ran into on the at was starting the at and his pack was like 95 pounds yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) it it would be as bad as maybe 70 yeah it was heavy and it was me and it was uh one of the rangers from uh the atc or GATC, the georgia uh section of it and we're telling him like dude i i don't think you should Just let's look at her gear. That's like him saying, yeah, but I have a big Agnes lightweight tent. Well, okay. But your pack is 95 pounds. (laughs) That that
0: lightweight tent (laughs) is doing you loads of
1: good. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that's what we're trying to say is that ultra lightweight um, complements ultra lightweight. Now, we're not telling you to go ultra lightweight.
0: That know, is that's a, that's your decision. That's a definite lifestyle to go ultra lightweight. Yeah,
1: that is a lifestyle choice. It's your cho- It's your lifestyle on the trail. But but we we are saying is that don't expect things to work exactly the way your ultra light plan goes if you're so you 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 spend you know six hundred bucks on an ultra lightweight Cuban fiber tent or you know whatever these you know big, beautiful, lightweight tents go for, and then buy your sleeping bag at Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, I'm not saying that they don't have good bags. I'm just saying that, you know, your ultra lightweight, thin tent is, you know, you're gonna be a little bit colder than in a, in like a, in a regular tent. And, you know, depending on where you are and how long you're gonna go and the durability of the product, you know, you want to be able to move fast and that's what ultralight is really is all about. You want to be, you want to go fast, you want to hit them, you want to do the miles on the trail. You don't want to have to suffer as much, say as much on the ups and downs. Right, right. You don't want your gear to, you know, process, you know, your bad knees. Right. Quicker. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you're 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 giving yourself a better than average, average chance to be
0: more comfortable doing the thing that you love.
1: And, yeah, and, and 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 have a sense of uh, mobility to get to, to get you where you have to go.
0: I mean, let's face it, most of us go out backpacking because. We enjoy we enjoy it. We want to be outdoors. We want to have fun doing what we're doing. We want to push ourselves, but we don't want to push ourselves by carrying an enormous amount of weight on our on our back and putting all that strain on our body. We want to push ourselves in ways of pushing ourselves actively, uh, doing more miles, um, you know, going a little faster, whatever it may be. But it's well, not about the weight.
1: No, that's the point. You know, that's the whole point of the ultra-lightweight gear is to say, hey, look it, we can make this good quality gear and we can make it lighter. We can make it, you know, faster. We can rebuild it. Um, And it almost does feel like you're spending $6 million after you buy all your stuff. But that's the beast that ultra-lightweight goes with. That's why Western Mountaineering sleeping bags are around that is why, um, you know, your ultra lightweight tents are more expensive. That's why your mattress pad and and this is such a this is such a big one, is that one of the the least cared for pieces of gear. Um, when I was at REI, was the sleeping pad was your air pad. Um, I can't even tell you how much people would walk out of there spending a like you know 700 800 dollars it without of a blink and i'd say well you want to look at you know mattress pads now oh no no i got something at home well what do you have i have have a you know a yoga mat (laughs) yoga mat and i'm like well you know you just did so good (laughs) you did so good (laughs) everything up until this point you know and i'm not saying that won't work that's not what we're saying we're saying it's not going to work <laughs> well, don't put it lightly. <laughs> I, I'm saying is that, you know, your ultra lightweight tent has consequences of being ultra lightweight.
0: Well, particularly in colder weather, yes. climates, or colder months. Um,
1: Especially ultra lightweight tents that don't have a floor. And <laughs> the floor, it's not like, you know, the, the, the big myth of a floor is like, oh, wow, it's got a floor. It's, it's a piece of paper. You know I mean? Those ultra lightweight tents, I mean, yeah. it's paper. You know, I, I, some it, floor. Some floor. I mean, I guess that gives you the warm, cozy feeling of, oh, man. Ooh, I'm glad this thing has a floor in it. But really and truly, you are not going to get any more protection from a thin piece of coating on an ultra lightweight tent than you would with a two millimeter piece of paint tarp plastic bought from Home Depot. That's it, the truth of the matter is.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting because it even goes outside of um, backpacking, um, underestimating the value of a very good sleeping pad. Um, when I guided caving expeditions, it wasn't the fear that got people. It was always my largest problem I had is, is trying to coerce them into bringing something warmer, something with more of an R value um, to sleep in overnight in the cave because already being damp from the expedition itself, then you would transfer into a damp area and everyone's like, I'll just sleep directly, you know, on a piece of plastic and I'll be fine. Or I'll just have this like thin piece of foam or, or yoga mat and I'll be fine. But really, they're sucking up the moisture and the cold earth of the cave. And I had more people fail in a sense at, at the end of the night because they slept too cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Almost a, a hypothermia case. We almost you? had a
0: hypothermia case. Um, but we ended up, um, I ended up, uh, taking him out with, uh, another guided, uh, partner of mine. um, because he didn't listen to reason, Uh, but, but, but it's the same. It's, it's exactly the same in cold weather camping and backpacking. Um, Particularly if you're going ultra lightweight, you're a little bit more susceptible to,
1: which is a great example because so if you ever gone caving before, you know, caves generally have a regulated temperature. They stay about the same. They stay around, you know, 64, 68 degrees even in winter, it could be like 10 degrees outside. When you go deep enough in a cave, it's the same temperature. It's like 68 degrees. So most of the time, it's the you're it's a regulated, you know, 90 degrees out during the day, it's 68 in the cave. Ten degrees in the winter, it's sixty-eight in the in the cave. So it stands to reason that ultra lightweight camping in a cave, well I don't need a tent. I don't need well, what do I need? I'm just gonna sleep on the ground in the cave overnight bring a good mattress pad yeah yoga mat would be fine and guess what even with a provided shelter and a 68 degree regulated temperature (laughs) it doesn't work if your sleeping pad sucks (laughs) i think that's what we're trying to say so it's i mean that is such a great example ariana about the cave because
0: well it's shocking because you think i would have more issues with in guiding people, fear overwhelms them or whatever it is. But it was never that. They could always get over the fear. They're cold. They're just damn cold.
1: And it's not the cold like it's it's you well, know. Well it's a
0: damp cold too. Yeah, the, the ground just it's like a vacuum cleaner. It cleaver. sucks. It, your, it, it sucks all of
1: the heat your warmth in your, your
0: heat and it just zaps it. It just it just sucks it. It's like it's like a vacuum cleaner it's like the damn mosquitoes (laughs) (laughs) just suck it out of you um yeah so i mean don't underestimate it again you know going light ultra lightweight needs to match ultra lightweight if that is your lifestyle if that is what you're choosing to do you you won't really necessarily be in the ultra lightweight category if you're loading up on all of these components that are way too heavy and um, not exactly suitable for
1: well look at most backpacks most lightweight backpacks when you know we're talking about ultra lightweight gear even your Hyperlite Southwest 3400 tells you don't overpack your pack like the pack is only good where it's going to actually work.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way they it say, was engineered. They say 30 pounds is where it starts to get, but honestly, I feel a huge difference over 20. See, that's the
1: thing. It, it, and that's another example of, you know, they engineer these backpacks, the ultra lightweight packs that we're talking about, they engineer them in a specific way. They're not engineering them to say, okay, here's an ultra lightweight pack, pack it up, baby you know
0: pack the kitchen sink got 60 liters to go just fill it to the brim go
1: you know yeah i mean they're not telling you to put 50 pounds in that that pack it won't work it won't work it's not going to be what you want and you know what you're going to do you're going to return the you're going to return it and you're going to say well this pack sucks you know just like they returned the ultra lightweight tents they say well this tent leaks it's because they didn't you know, we talked about this in the last podcast, they didn't tie all the guidelines down. And so when you buy an ultra lightweight tent, the big takeaway is your 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 sleep system, it's a system. It's just not a tent. It's your sleeping bag. And if you are a cold sleeper and you think and the, the here I'm just gonna give you this tip right away. We have a lot of we had a lot of women come in and say well where I'm going it could get down to freezing So I'm gonna buy this 30-degree bag Because it's rated for 30 degrees and I don't it's gonna be it could get below freezing, but I'm a cold sleeper I'd look at her and I'd say come here. Let's look at the 15-degree bags because really that's what we're talking about with an ultra lightweight tent You're gonna be you're gonna be colder. So if you're a cold sleeper and you think you can be good at 30, if you think you're gonna be good at 30, (laughs) I can tell you you're probably gonna be wrong. I would go a whole nother 15 degrees, and you may even buy, like Ariane suggests this a lot, a sleeping bag liner. You know, um, you can always put in the liner, take it out, take out the liner, but that's gonna be your system, that's part of your sleep. So, you know when they talk about sleep system, it's the sleep system. <laughs> <laughs> you're in your tent sleeping. What else would you be doing in the tent? You know, if it's raining, I guess you know you could be reading a book or, or doing something, but you're still gonna be in your sleeping bag, you know and you're still going to be wa- you're still gonna want to be warm. Um, in the summertime, of course, it's a whole different matter. It's a completely different issue, and so what we would say is, well, you have to get a, a you know great R value sleeping bag to stay warm, get a, a colder sleeping bag to stay warm in your sleep system. Then you're gonna say, well, what if it's summer? What if it's like hundred degrees at night? Well, I feel sorry for you if you're <laughs> well, camping in hundred degrees. Here's the degrees. other portion of bad news: ultra lightweight gear. Is it, it it you might have two sleeping pads. You might have two sleeping bags. That's just the that's just it. Like I I don't bring my uh I don't bring my 15 degree sleeping bag. I have a marmot fifteen degree sleeping bag. I love it. It's an older bag. I it, it's an eight hundred fifty fill, goose down bag. Love it. I've had it for a long, long time. But do I bring it on my trips in the summer? No. I bring my forty-five degree bag. That's it. I have like two bags and I have my winter bag and if it's going to be like zero, I just bring the Feathered Friends bag. Um, And if it's, you know, going to be warm, I bring the 45 degree bag and I don't get in it. I use it as a blanket. Do I bring my winter sleeping pad that's got a, a R value of five that's insulated? No, I don't bring that when it's really warm. I just bring a regular blow up. Like air pad that I don't have to worry about insulation. So yeah, in backpacking, it's very possible that you could have two pieces of gear to match the season, and that's okay. That's just part of the investment into your in into the lifestyle. Um, that's just that's the cold, harsh reality of backpacking, especially when you get into ultra lightweight backpacking. And you're looking for ultra lightweight gear. You are gonna drop. You're gonna drop some some pennies.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I guess the biggest question that most people have that are looking at the lifestyle due to the cost um, that you do incur to actually, you know, live it, is is it worth it? You know, does the expense of ultra lightweight pay off? And I'm going to say, yeah, it, it does. If that's the lifestyle you choose, if you think about it, what ultra going ultra lightweight offers you is more fulfillment, more enjoyment, uh, you know, more of what you're out there to experience at a reduced cost of not enjoying yourself or, or body pain or not completing the miles or, it could go over a laundry list. What I've experienced is that most people don't start lightweight. They don't start lightweight. They don't start ultra lightweight. They gravitate into the lifestyle of lightweight. Because I think to some extent, going ultra lightweight really does have to coordinate with experience out on the trail it goes as far as understanding how to multi-use your gear, understanding, um, having the skills and understanding functionality with your gear and how to be comfortable with less, um, and not taking all of these extemporaneous items with you and all these, these gear choices that add up in weight and that ultimately will give you. So with more experience, allows you more comfort in ultra lightweight.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, although I, you know, like there have been many new people that we've taken on camp that yeah. we go right into ultra lightweight, right. <laughs> because they're ready to go. And the thing is, is that, you know, they've got, it, you know, depending on their plans and depending on why they're getting into backpacking and what, you know, what the purpose is, um, we get right into it because, you know, they have the resources, they wanna learn, they are eager to go lightweight. And, you know, of course, you know, here's the thing. When they see Ariane and I sleeping under a tarp and that's it, and we barely have anything, but yet we have everything we need, most of the time we get questions like, well, well, what's that? Well, that's my stove. Well, why is it so small? Well, you know, it's an alcohol stove. Well, you guys are comfortable just sleeping under a tarp? Yeah. Do you ever get wet? No. Are you cold? No. And so when <laughs> when those questions come up you can see the light switch go on and they automatically say well well how much does that cost how, do, how much is your you know your 10 by 12 sil nylon equinox tarp cost and you know i'm very honest i say you know depending on where you buy it it, it can be like 80 bucks and <laughs> they're, they're like what <laughs> so you know Again, it doesn't have to be expensive, but normally it's gonna be expensive because here's the trick bag. Yeah, the tarp is lightweight, it fits in the ultra-lightweight category. It's well under well under two pounds. But here's here's the catch. We have to invest a lot of money in our sleeping bags. So our sleeping bags isn't aren't something that we can just willy-nilly, you know, haphazardly buy. We have to invest a lot of money in our sleeping pads. Because we need that R value to keep us warmer at night because we don't have a a ground now. We just use um, You know paint tarp plastic two millimeter um, paint tarp But that that's our lifestyle. That's you know, that's our lifestyle So ultra lightweight can mean a lot of different things, but it usually is going to mean Research research research. It's gonna mean your lifestyle. It's gonna mean, you know, You determining what your goal and what the needs are for your gear, and and please, you know one one of the things that we talk about, Ariana and I talk about in our backpacking class is that, um, you know, don't buy your sleeping bag first. Don't buy your don't buy your sleep system before you buy your tent. Buy your tent first, because your tent is ultimately going to help you decide your Sleeping bag and your mattress pad. We talked about double wall versus single wall we talked about you know tarp versus non tarp floor versus non floor and uh, Design of the tent different ways to pitch it and when you get into that and you decide on your tent And then you're gonna be able to choose a little bit more about your sleeping bag and your sleeping pad depending on um, The tent you choose so look at your tent First, And that's why we thought the series was so important because we have a lot of questions on ultra lightweight tents We got a lot of questions on those
0: Yeah, yeah, we do
1: So, um, the one of the we were gonna talk about a gear manufacturer we were and we're gonna do our or Who we suggest you go? Um, to look for and I've got a lot of comments on that by the way a lot of people have commented about well, how come you didn't? Choose this person and that person, and again, our standards were you know durability, functionality, weight, um, and and of course price point. And so one of the gear manufacturers that we we're going to talk about saying, well, I want to be on your podcast. So we're like, okay, <laughs> so you get a bonus. <laughs> so coming soon coming soon we're going to go out there and not only are we going to record a podcast with the ceo but they are giving us a tour of the facility so we will actually be able to tell you exactly how many tents that they're pushing out a day in a small facility (laughs) so we're really excited about that opportunity we're going to have that podcast um up in the next couple weeks Um, so it's kind of a bonus lightweight ultra lightweight tent podcast for you guys
0: Yeah, um, so in the interim of not doing our third gear manufacturer, um, we have compiled uh, two resources uh, to go to to learn a little bit more about lightweight backpacking in general, um, and that is included in our pro tip.
1: Yeah, so one of the the two people that I know and I trust uh, completely, is Ryan Jordan and backpacking light. That's uh BPL.com backpackinglight.com Uh I mean, I have learned a lot from him over the years. He's that websites, a membership site. Uh, it's been around for a very long time. They should, they usually, sh- they used to have a little online store uh, as a matter of fact, uh, associated with that website, but he also uh, teaches backpacking. He also does expeditions, but he does ultra lightweight expeditions. Um, if you are looking for a tent and you want a review on a specific tent or you have a question on ultra lightweight tents, that is one resource and one place to go to take a look at that. Um, it's backpackinglight.com. Ryan Jordan, great guy. Um, he's been in the business for a long time. As a matter of fact, he just uploaded a video on YouTube on his backpacking light YouTube channel. And it was funny because in our first series of, um, our ultra lightweight, uh, tents, I'd mentioned that, yeah, if you have an ultra lightweight tent, don't take it in alpine conditions.
0: I would say exposed to alpine conditions. Don't it's
1: not an alpine tent, so don't do it. Well Ryan um got some unexpected weather coming in and he was uh quite exposed and uh, a lot of snow and he had a hyperlight. Great tent and he, he, he got a lot of snow in his tent, and it's all on video, so if you have a chance, go to Ryan Jordan or Backpacking Light YouTube channel, watch his experience with an ultra lightweight tent in winds that he did not expect to get up to 60 miles per hour, and um, they had a bail. Um, so that kind of gives you a good indication of ultra lightweight tent, good up until Alpine conditions, not very good. So again, know where you're going. The other resource uh, that is really good, I've known him for a very long time too, uh, is Philip Werner on uh, sectionhiker.com. Great, great review guy. I mean, he has reviewed almost every ultra lightweight tent out there. If you're looking for a review on ultra lightweight tent, of course, it's his perspective. It's his opinion. And, you know, never get caught up on somebody else's opinion, test it yourself. But that's a great resource to go look at tense too.
0: Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening each and every week. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on iTunes and do help us spread the word about our podcast podcast. Um, or any of your other favorite podcatchers. The more comments, the more people get introduced to Trust the Trail podcast, and that would be greatly appreciated. We actually received a comment from Adam C. Weaver. Um, thank you. Uh, he has only listened to a few episodes, uh, but he said he was already in love with the show. Great news! Uh, both hosts were uh, sound great, and they stay on topic, uh, maintain a sense of humor, and come across very knowledgeable. So many other hiking podcasts across uh, come across as just a bunch of verbal rambling, and this is a rare gem. So thank you so much. Uh, he is a local Georgian. So, very fun.
1: We never ramble. <laughs> never.
0: <laughs>
1: That's all we do. Never do <laughs> we
0: ramble. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's good to hear that uh, uh, his perspective is far different than our own.
1: Thank you so much for that comment. <laughs> I mean, oh my, I think, let's see, there's our 105th episode, probably like 102 of them. We've said, oh my God, we rambled too much. <laughs> We're ramblers. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and now on Radio Public, both available on iOS and Android. Shout out to our Facebook members, always, we love you guys, and our Patreon members, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, Bill Cottrell, and Nick Dyer. Really, really appreciate all the support that you guys give us. Um, You can always follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Facebook page, Trust the Trail on Facebook. Uh, Please come and follow. We hope that you guys are getting out this year. We'd love to hear from you guys, so please keep emailing us. Please keep um, posting your photographs and everything else that you guys do. It really, really super inspires us to see that you guys are getting out and hitting the trail. Remember, the trail does give you everything
0: you need. So, Trust the Trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.